live, statewide, on the Ref Radio Sports Network. Lobs in zone for Stoops. He caught it! He caught it! Drake Stoops touchdown with Bob Stoops on the sideline. you got to be kidding me. What a moment! It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Ball stolen, layup blocked by Shagwan. Get that out of here. Rock the Shagwan. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Or sound off on the Law Offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. Casey Thompson back to pass under pressure. We got him! Danny Stutzman! It's a sack! Crossover, Cortez. Pivots in the paint. He'll shoot from there and he got it! He got it! It's the Bichon Show with Norman! Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Giving in play in front. Mascala open top side three good. They're going to count that three, but it's too little. As the Chicago Bulls with a 111-110 victory, Bulls win, Bulls win, Bulls win. Harris to drive, gets to OG, shoots a three. He got it! He got it again! Otayabaji with six seconds to go. Foul line left extended, Wilson turns his back into Harris. Alpha Bryson Williams shoots for three. Spanked it in! He banked it in! Two-point tech lead. Up the floor, Wilson. They were trying to foul. Ahead of Shannon. Throws up a three. Misses. Rebound, Harris. And KU's got to win it. Cardiac Kansas does it again. Rock the chalk it up. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Hour two, T-Row in the morning show. Tuesday, January 25. Knock it off. I'm going my... to get you in trouble at some point. Yes. Some of my play-by-play friends listen to the show on the reg, and you're going to get me in trouble, so knock it off. Toby and TJ back with you. We're brought to you by Extreme Outdoor Equipment every day. Um, Extreme Outdoor Equipment is the OKC Metro's exclusive dealer, TJ, for CF Moto Power Sports. If you know anything about me, you know I'm extremely manly. I'm the bad boy of Oklahoma Sports Radio. That's why we are such a good marriage with extreme outdoor equipment here in the morning. The dealer of bad boy mowers, TJ, and CF Moto Power Sports. Their four-wheelers, utility vehicles, and side-by-sides are the fastest-growing brand in the entire power sports industry. CF Moto may not yet be a household name, but soon will be. They're better built, better equipped, have a better warranty, are priced less than the competition. You owe it to yourself to hop down to Goldsby and check them out. They are in very high demand, so the stock is constantly changing. CF Moto at Extreme Outdoor Equipment. All right, I got a lot of stuff I want to get into. Bottom of the hour, TJ, my uh, T-Row Top 5 for today. Um, Let's talk first. Let me start here. This is the last show here this week. Headed out on the road today. We will be in Morgantown uh, tonight, so tomorrow. Good morning, Piglet. Ah, Piglet's upset you're leaving town. 
She or does happy. Not like one it. or the two. <laughs> no, she's very, she does not like it when possum leaves town. That's for sure. Um, tomorrow and Thursday, yeah, Thursday shows will be in Morgantown. Friday's show will be in Auburn, Alabama. Uh, this is the first time I've been on a road trip like this. I was talking to Trevor last night. They did one a couple of years ago similar to this that I was not on early in the season when they went up to, you might remember this, TJ, they went up to South Dakota and played Minnesota in kind of a one-off game there, Mm -hmm. beat them, and then went straight from there to Portland, Oregon for a PK-80 game against Oregon State and beat them. Um. So somewhat similar in that they're going to go play two games and uh, not come back home in between. It's going to be weird after the game Wednesday night to just go back to the hotel rather than, you know, race to the airport and get home at 3 o'clock in the morning, which is what normally happens. So going to be on the road now for the rest of the week. We'll be embedded with you uh, with the OU men's basketball team, and it's an important week, obviously. Uh, you know, TJ, don't you feel you, you get one of these two and you are flying high, right? I mean, if yeah, you, you can win either. You know, go ahead. I was gonna say, yeah, you need to get one of these two. You, 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 you have to. I'm putting that out there. You have to. Must win. Not must even halfway through the Big Twelve win. season, you're saying they've must win one of these must two this week, or win. it's doomsday. Yes. Must no, let me think about it for a win. Second. Let me think about it. If they don't, let's see. Right now, it is a four-game four losing streak, script, so it yeah. would be six. Mm-hmm. They would be two and six in the Big Twelve because only one of these is a Big Twelve game. So they would have played eight. They'd have ten Big Twelve games to go. I'm not quite there with you yet. I'm not quite in must-win territory. Wow, boy! I mean, at that point, what you're twelve and nine? Is that right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Two and six in Big you, Twelve you, play. I, you've got to win that West Virginia game. I, I, boy, you're putting yourself really in a tough situation if you don't. I think. Because I'm well, going to tell you this, Toby. I don't schedule. know if you know this. Go the ahead. schedule doesn't get any easier. Uh, I mean, it does, not but easier. not much. Not much easier. <laughs> Let's look at it this way. I think they've got to get to eight conference wins. To okay, get you're trending I'm down. Put that number. You're trending right down. Well, I think nine is a layup. You go nine and nine in this conference, you're guaranteed of being in. I think that with as tough as the conference is and as good as the RPI and everything is. If you got to eight and ten, don't you think you'd have a pretty good shot? I mean, there's been a lot of eight and tens that have gotten in in recent. You'll years have a the, shot, yes. At eight and ten, you'll have a shot. You'd really be sitting nice if you're eight and ten and knock off Auburn and have that well, win under okay. your belt. <laughs> a win over number one on the I'm road. I'm not Are asking you for much this weekend. I'm not asking for much you're, this week. A win Wednesday night in Morgantown and a, a win over number one on Saturday. I'm not so asking for much. So you're telling me that if they beat number one on the road Saturday, That's it would benefit them. That's what I'm telling you. That it would benefit okay. them, yes. I'll take your word for it on All right. that. <laughs> okay, let's look past this week. I'm going to – I'm just – we, we got – if we got to get to eight, 
That means they got to find six more wins, okay, after this week. Let's assume they lose them both this week. Hopefully they don't. Let's go in worst-case scenario. They come home to play TCU at home. That's a game they have to win. I mean, it's not a matter of, you know, do they or don't they. They have to win that game, and they can. I mean, that's a game you need to win. Let's just let's do it like this. Winnable or not. Yes. So tell me, is the home game against TCU winnable? Winnable, yes. All right. Then at Oklahoma State. Winnable. Home against Tech. Not as confident in saying it's winnable uh, compared to those other two, but at home, uh, it's winnable. Sure. At Kansas. I uh, don't feel that that's winnable in that environment. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, we, we, when's the last time we lost at Kansas? <laughs> Yesterday. Home against Texas. Um, winnable. All right. At Iowa State. Winnable, but tough environment, but winnable. Sure. They ended the streak there last year mm-hmm. of losing uh, in Hilton. At Tech. Not as confident in that one. I would say not winnable in that environment. And Home Tech against the Oklahoma State. Winnable. The way they cursed at us and everything. Yeah. Uh, so a home against OSU, winnable. Home against West Virginia. Winnable. At Kansas State. Winnable. So that's seven winnable games. Eight. You got to get six of those, right? You gave me eight winnables. I gave you eight winnables? Uh huh. The only two you didn't say were winnable were at Tech and at One, Kansas. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. All right. All right. Well, then you got you to gotta go six and two. Six and four. Yeah. Well, you're counting Let's the reset two this the week. math for you. No, no, no. There will be ten games left after this week. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, yeah, you're right. They would have to go six and four to get to eight. Boy, I think that's tough, though, in that schedule. I'm saying well, some of those tough. are winnable. It's tough. It's tough. I'm just saying I'm not sure. I'm, but it's doable. The West Virginia game would be very, very nice to get. I just am not ready to slam the door on the season if they don't get it. That's what I'm telling you. They've played well in Morgantown. Here's a, a couple of OU nuggets. Well, I mean, uh, like who gets on the plane today is a big that, deal. That's an important thing. You're you're right, and it, it is may not even Shagwa may not even be just concussion protocol with Groves. It may be uh, you know, health and safety. Broken so. jaw, right? Well, broken jaw uh, is, possibly. Is Ethan Shagwa back? It's huge for this team. Like, he has been absent for three of these four games they've lost. Yeah, and his energy and stuff's really important, I think. So, you know, I hope so. Is C.J. Nolan back from the concussion? I would think C.J.'s back by by these games. Surely he's cleared concussion protocol. I would think so. But he's big for them, you know? I mean, look look what he did off, off the bench in the first half against Kansas. Is Tanner Groves okay? I haven't heard anything to the contrary, but, man, that was a big shot he took. I was listening to the uh, two to three show that we have here with the uh, two young guys on the network. What do we call that show? Uh, we call no it uh, Locked Up. Like that. Locked Up. Locked Up. Yeah. And um, 
They were talking about how OU doesn't have a go-to guy and a guy that uh, can create his a own dude. shots, and it's just so hard for them to score. And I disagree. Not that it wouldn't be nice. Listen, it would be great to have an NBA guy on every team. I mean, that would be great. But this is the best shooting team OU's had in a long, long, like from the 80s, since the 80s. Top to bottom, yeah. Well, I mean, they're number two in the nation in two-point field goal percentage, and they are they were top ten going into the Baylor game in the country in field goal percentage. I haven't checked since then, so I don't know if they still are or not. But they, when they get shots, they are making shots at a higher rate than an Oklahoma team has since the 80s. Um. They have shot over 50% in 10 games this year. They only did that five times all last season and went to the second round of the NCAA tournament last year. So my point is they're getting good shots and they're making a high percentage of shots. The problem is the turnovers. They're just giving it up too much. 25 is an exaggerated you know, amount. I mean, they're... The 25 turnovers against Baylor is just a ridiculous, stupid, crazy number, circus-like. But even, you know, these nights where it's 17 or 18, let's say let's say you cut it to a normal number of 12 or 13. That's five extra shots a game. You're making half your shots. That's six extra points. How many games you win if you got six extra points this year, you know? So for me, it's it's not entirely the turnovers, but it is far and away the most glaring problem for this team. When they get shots, like they shot a better percentage than Baylor did the other day and lost by double digits because Baylor took like 12 more shots than they did or 15 more shots than they did, something like that, because of all the turnovers. So I don't know how you fix that. I don't know how you, we, we – I had a conversation with Coach before one of these games or, or at his coach's show or something recently about how do you coach that. How do you coach – like if you got a team struggling at the line, you practice free throws, right? you got a team struggling uh, defensively, you practice defense. How do you practice taking care of the basketball? What's the, what do you do? What's the drill to not turn it over so much? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if that's something a team can just fix. Now, the, the, the mystery is this Porter Moser's teams, traditionally, this is a strength of theirs. They don't give away possessions, they are very good at not turning the ball over. And Jordan Goldwire led the ACC last year in assist-to-turnover ratio. He built his career at Duke on not turning the ball over and having high assist numbers. So that's why this is confusing. (laughs) You've got a head coach and a point guard who both specialize in taking care of the basketball. Mm Mm-hmm. And yet you're turning it over in record numbers. So I don't know. I don't know how you fix it or if it's fixable.
Yeah, there's too many different scenarios. Of, yeah, there's not one thing you can really work on because it could be a pass, it could be dribbling, it could be you know, ball hand, whatever it may be. That's that's hard to, it's hard to correct. So yeah, they need to and though. They, they need twenty five or less this week. They need twenty five or less in both games combined this week to, to give themselves Ooh, a I shot. I like that. Yeah, combined. Combined. Yeah, they had twenty five the other night. They need twenty five or less in both games combined. I like it. You know, Kevin always throws out the number 12. He's like, if you can commit 12 or fewer turnovers in a game, you give yourself a really good shot of winning. Which, it's proof, it proves yeah, to be pretty that's, accurate that's if you follow That's probably true, it. right. So that's kind of what you're saying right there is, boy, that feels very ambitious, though, after what we just saw, <laughs> it doesn't does. it? Yeah. They've played well in Morgantown, though. This is a, this is a building Oklahoma has had. A significant amount of road success in, so we'll see. Maybe they'll play better tomorrow night. We'll take a break. Coming up, I want to talk some Big 12 SEC timelines. Uh, bottom of the hour, today's top five. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. T-Row in the morning show on the ref. Big thanks to Terry and Jackie Saxon. Saxon Realty Group, they bring you this hour. They also have the $8.99 listing fee, putting the money back in your pocket when you sell your home. It's a hot market. Let Terry and Jackie put that money where it belongs in your bank account. 405-361-3380 or visit them online, saxonrealtygroup.com. Become uh, some of the over $300,000 they saved people last year alone. Air Comfort Solutions text line. More importantly than what you guys have been discussing, Big Brother coming up. Who's your front runner with this season? Give me your picks. Oh, I didn't realize they had released the celebrity uh, is the cast, cast out? out. Let me see here. Um, oh, no, this is uh, dark. <laughs> Even made up, and you send me a picture, and I don't know that's what I'm clicking on. I thought it was a cast member for the celebrity. I have not seen the list. This is Darlene made up in a press shot. I know I have not seen it. I didn't know if you hadn't. I don't think they've released it yet. I have not. February 2nd, I believe it. Yeah, you would think that. uh, I bet today or tomorrow we, we see the cast. I bet they do one of those morning show reveals or something like that on one of the news channels. Why don't we see if they'll do it on our show sometime? We can we can make a request with Julie Chen, Moonbez. Yeah, put that in. Um, you guys need to knock it off with all the Ozark talk. <laughs> I had to mute you guys. I'm sure I'm missing more Caleb Dart Trig stuff. That's William the Innkeeper. <laughs> he had to turn us down. <laughs> all right, we're done for today. We're done for today. Uh, this is Sooner Ob Chickshaw Nation. Uh, produced a movie called Montford. From my understanding, he had one of the largest ranches in Oklahoma at one time, spanning south of Norman, going all the way to Oklahoma City. Hmm. Um, big ranch. That's a big ranch. Uh, uh, the Four Sixes Ranch, I was told off the air, was this, I wrote this out, uh, previously went from the tip of the panhandle to Lubbock. Mm. And uh, a lot of that's been sold Yeah, it's off. way out. I mean, it's, it's a panhandle of Texas is where it is, but John, you'll see signs for it out there when you go to Tech and back. Tommy says, get on it, Toby. 
Yellowstone, 1883, and then 4-6's Ranch. I'm in on all of that in the middle of episode four of Ozark. I haven't started 1883 yet. I've heard it's it's really good, but... I've heard it's good. Yeah. Uh, T-Row needs to write a series. He can call it Jaws. Better yet, he could use the Caleb saga and call it Unhitch. Okay. Caleb would be a pretty good uh, series. Uh, That would be a good uh, series. Uh, uh, Here's what's amazing. I think... The OU fan base, when all is said and done, is going to end up feeling more fondly about Spencer Rattler than they do about Caleb Williams. That may be already the case. Which is, I mean, just let that rattle around in your brain for a second. The psychology of all of that. Amazing (laughs) turn of events. Right. Uh, There's, if I told you that after the Texas game, hey, listen. Teach, I have just come back from the future. The Monday after the Texas game, right? He just pulls out the most miraculous OU Texas victory in the history of the rivalry. TJ, I've just come back from the future, and you're not going to believe this. But in three, four months, three months, the OU fan base is going to be higher on Spencer Rattler than they are in Caleb Williams. You would have me institutionalized immediately. No, I wouldn't have the Monday after the OU-Texas game because I wouldn't have known how everything played out the rest of the season. I would have thought then Caleb Williams would have gotten injured. Caleb, uh, Spencer comes back and plays at the level we expected him to play. OU ends up in a playoff, a Big 12 champion, and maybe even contends uh, gets to that championship game. So, that the day the Monday after that's what I would have thought that scenario meant. So I would have believed you that Spencer had a great comeback for those reasons. Not well, not the way that it you played out. Me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like do you will you pull for Rattler to have a good year at South oh, Carolina? I, I hope he does. I hope he has a great yeah, me season. Too. At, at South Don't you Carolina. think most OU fans are like? I hope he goes out there and kills it. I, I think now at this point, yes. Even the ones that yeah. may have been booing tough him. spot handled right. himself well this year. I hope he goes and does well for Beamer. Right? Yes. Yes. Don't you think most people hope Caleb falls on his face wherever he ends up? Um. Unless it's UCLA, then I think people will be rooting for him to take down. That's Lincoln. true. Yeah, that's so true. Location and obviously, de- Parker depends on location with Caleb. Yeah, obviously, Parker Thune will be rooting for him no matter where he goes. <laughs> but I'm just saying, in general, in general, uh, probably so. Yeah, yeah. especially what if an up in amazing turn of events. That's a movie. That is a movie right there. Well, we got to see how it ends first, but still, what a Judge Roy scream! These two guys took us on this year. Just played with our emotions the whole way. <laughs> Go ahead. It's kind of like the weather right now. You know who didn't let us down at all, ever? Ralph Rucker. He was there for us. He did not. He did not. Uh, take quicker shorts. I think that's supposed to be shots. That's no, their, that's uh, good, that's their that's uh, good, idea for I don't think less so. turnovers. I don't think so. I think the person's encouraging us to take quicker <laughs> shorts. And I agree. Uh, Willie Nilly, the legend of Willie Smoke, now available on audiobook, narrated by public address announcer Jim Miller. How come he gets to narrate it? It's my story. <laughs> 
I, we should have uh, Tyler do his Jim Miller impersonation, introducing willy-nilly. That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> He's got a really good Jim Miller impersonation. Right. Uh, last one here says, Toby, I work at Children's Hospital in Oklahoma. Re- we-, we read the children's book, your children's book, frequently. They love it. Ah, oh, that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. You made my day. Is there a name on that? Uh, it, there is not a name on that. Thank you. Whoever sent that in, you made my day. Uh, I really appreciate that. I had the opportunity, oh, within the last year to have a virtual book reading with the kids at Children's Hospital there uh, and to hope to be able to do one in person, you know, as soon as possible. And so that's great to hear that um, that the, the books are that uh, are being read out there. So that's great. I know that uh, I – man, I'm trying to think of the sponsor. I'll think of it here momentarily, and I'll give credit. Somebody bought like 100 of them and donated them to all the kids out there and everything. So I'll think of it here in a second. I saw you post – you were on some fancy list, weren't you, for the year-end or something? What was that you put out the other day, top ten list? It was Oklahoma uh, authors, top ten – Books written by Oklahoma authors this year, something like that. I don't, that? Know, I, I don't actually know if it was in the Oklahoma or what it was in, but somebody sent it to me. So, yeah, that was kind of cool. Congratulations on that. Very cool. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, welcome. Uh, thank you, TJ. All right, uh, TJ, I've compiled a top five list for today, a daily top five, and I'm ready to present it when we come back. Today's T-Row Daily Top Five next, back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. What do you think, Teach? Is this segment working? What's that? What do you think about the top fives? Is it working? Is it uh, sponsorable? What's the buzz around the office about it? Is it? I mean, we've done four of them so far. Most annoying fan bases. Top five Jaws, which I think was the most popular one. Top five artists named after food after uh, Meatloaf passed away. And yesterday, the top five most charismatic Sooners of all time. The only thing that um, I've had someone say to me is, why don't you guys just do the daily draft? That's what this is. And I said, no, this is Toby's thing, and he doesn't have to worry about whether I take something or not. He's just giving his opinion on the top five of a certain category. So, but I think that person enjoyed it. John, uh, my buddy at uh, volleyball, told me last night, he said, I like the top fives. I like the birthdays more, but I like the top fives. And I said, yeah, I like the birthdays, too. We just just did them. We just did did them all. Once I get through them uh, for a whole year, it's just what is what it is. I think we could circle back and do uh, who died on this day, but that's pretty depressing, you know? I mean, so uh, it was a good (laughs) run. (laughs) Who's dead? Let's get into that. Good morning, everyone. It it was a good run. It was a good run. Uh, I've added something to try to spice it up today. Tell me what you think about this. What do you think about a little music, TJ? I, I don't. It seems fitting for you. It's a little loud. You may bring it down a little. Bring, yeah, it, bring down it down a little, a little bit. Yeah. It's time for. Uh, I don't there think it needs to be up the whole time. It's time for uh, the daily top five today. Uh, 
Here's why we uh, can't do it's the like draft. Seventies game show. That's exactly what it was. Oh, it's called old time TV music. Um, sometimes uh, it's a little more personalized. Like today, I'm getting ready to go on the road, teach. And one of the two stops is a place I've never been before. So I'm excited about this. I'm excited about seeing what Auburn, Alabama is all about. You'll have time now, too, to see around a little bit, won't you? I did. More I than normal. To, uh, yeah. I won't say a name, TJ, but I reached out to a uh, former baseball coach at the University of Auburn last night and asked for a restaurant uh, recommendation. Uh. I'll leave it at that. I won't. I don't want to give it away, so I'll leave it at that. He gave me a, a restaurant recommendation. Hopefully I can see the football stadium and snoop around a little bit. We'll see. But always fun to go new places. Don't you think that's one of the things that people are most looking forward to about the move to the oh, SEC? Absolutely. Is yeah, without a doubt. New road trips, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. New stadiums, new tailgating experiences, all that kind of stuff. Making so memories. Got... That's well said by you. Now, you, of course, will never go I to one go of to those any of games. Them. Yeah. But you'll have a good time listening. Arkansas's to got a shot to get me there. I got a place halfway in between. I can stop at. <laughs> you know, I didn't think about that. That would be a good. Uh, could we get the whole radio it's, crew? It's a jumping off trailer? point, actually, for a lot of places, depending on the direction you want to go. So I've got a good. I got a good setup here. So I got to thinking: What are my favorite places that I've called a basketball game in? This is year eleven, TJ, in this job. And uh, we've been fortunate fortunate to be a lot of uh, cool places. And uh, I doubt Auburn's going to make the list of the top five, but it got me thinking, what are my favorite arenas, TJ, that we have been blessed to call games in? So that's the top five today, TJ. Favorite arenas that have called an OU basketball game in. Make sense? Makes that Yes, absolutely. All right. Not making the list. Honorable mentions. You know, we've uh, we played in a couple of football stadiums. That was kind of cool. Of course, the Final Four down there at uh, Houston. Mm-hmm. What do we call that? NRG Stadium, right. I think, down That's there. That's right, unless it's changed. That's kind of cool. That's what it's always been. Last year, they played their first game in uh, in the Colts football stadium. That That's always kind of cool, a little cavernous. They didn't make – football stadiums didn't make the list. We've been in uh, a few uh, NBA arenas, uh, Oklahoma City, obviously, Portland, Played in the Moda Center with Trey Young out there. Uh, Houston. They played uh, down in Houston several years ago. Uh, your Mavericks, American Airlines. Right. Center or Arena? Which one is it? I always forget. Uh, their uh, center, the AAC. Center. Right? Yeah. The, none of the NBA arenas made the list, though. W- one of my all-time favorite games was in Anaheim because of the whole Kobe Bryant in attendance for Buddy Heald. It sent them to the Final Four. That's one of my great memories. But the arena itself is nothing special in, in Anaheim. It's just a, it's just an arena. We played in a casino, TJ, in Connecticut one night against Auburn, actually, and lost the game. That was interesting. Uh, the Bahamas, Teach, in a convention center right. with, like, low ceilings. That was interesting. <laughs> We, uh, oh, you played in, at Disney World a few years back at the um, Orlando Complex, uh, Disney Complex down there in Orlando. But those didn't make the list. Here's the top five, TJ. Top five arenas, basketball arenas, 
that uh, had the privilege of calling OU games in in the last 11 years. Number five, the Carrier Dome. OU played a Sweet 16 game against Michigan State in the Carrier Dome uh, the year before they went to the Final Four. And I thought that was really cool, TJ. I had so many memories of the old Big East growing up with, uh, you know, those famous Syracuse teams and Georgetown and St. John's and even NCAA tournament games through the years. It was really, really cool to be in the Carrier Dome, I thought, calling a game. So maybe that wouldn't make everybody's list, but for me it did number five. Carrier Dome. All right. Do you need further explanation? Nope. I've got Syracuse's. Okay. No, that's a cool, number that's a cool four. spot. Number four. Pearl Harbor. Oh, I forgot about that. That is cool. Oh, you played Villanova. The year they lost to Villanova in the Final Four, they played them earlier that year in a special one-off game on Pearl Harbor's base, on the base at Pearl Harbor. There is a tiny arena, open-air arena, by the way, probably seats, I don't know, 2,000, maybe 2,500 people. Just got benches all the way around it, like kind of like a high school gym would. But it's open air at the top, so it's got a roof on it. But the sides, there are no windows or doors or anything. The wind can come through at the top and everything. And the only people in attendance, other than a few friends and family, the only people in attendance were the service men and women that were stationed at Pearl Harbor. And I don't know if you remember this, TJ. They sat some of the survivors from the Pearl Harbor attack behind us, yeah, who attended the game as well. That's what that, well, that's what I was going to mention. That's the crowd and the people courtside and everything. That's what stands out to me about that game. That's that's what I remember seeing those uh, men and women sitting there was very very cool. That's what I remember about that game. Such a cool setting. They won, blew out Villanova, played great that day. And uh, that set up the rematch that did not go as well a little bit later on in the season. But that's number four. Number three, Madison Square Garden. Oklahoma played Notre Dame two years ago, I believe. Maybe three. I think it was just two. Maybe three. At Madison Square Garden, Jimmy V Classic game. uh, And won that game as well. And... Tremendous experience just to be in that quote unquote world's most famous arena and to think and see the pictures. They got pictures on the walls uh, of the uh, tunnels uh, backstage, if you will, where you're going from the locker room to the floor of everything that's happened in there of, you know, Michael Jordan shots or Nick's moments or famous boxing matches or concerts or just, you know, unbelievable moments through the years that have taken place in that building that was a special night to be in msg all the times i've been to new york i've never been in madison square garden i remember coming back and talking about this uh and and we spent some time on it the next day that the basketball arena is like on the seventh floor of that building yeah underneath it there's a concert hall and all kinds of stuff it's wild the way that it's built number two fog allen fieldhouse We've never won there. Oh, 
but there you go, just buying into the hype. It's unbelievable, dude. And if if you're a Sooner fan and you've never been there, you better go because I don't know how many more opportunities you're going to get. It really is a magical building and setting, and I don't like Kansas any more than you do, but it is a must-go experience. It really is. It's incredible. And number one, TJ, I'm sure you're not surprised, Hinkle Fieldhouse. I had it uh, wrote down before you said it. <laughs> Gonzaga game last year, second round of the NCAA tournament. We were fortunate enough to get selected to play it. Hinkle Fieldhouse, and uh, at the time I would have been 47. I'm not supposed to get all weak in the knees and, you know, all that kind of stuff, Teach, but I was a kid in a candy store, man, just walking around. I've been in that building before to watch games, mm-hmm. but never called one before. But, I mean, it is you are going in a time capsule back in time, and it's impossible not to see the scenes from the movie Hoosiers play out and everything. It's just, It's just very special. Probably more so for me than most people, but still very special. I think you'll be shocked by this. I have no argument over your list. I don't think I would. Move, I don't think I'd move anything. I might even would the move Carrier Pearl. Dome. I might would move even that. Yeah, no, that's cool to me too. Uh, that you got to call a game there. I might would. I might would flop Madison and Pearl Harbor. That's fine. Just because that scene was so cool. Yeah, it was great for Pearl Harbor. But I don't it have an argument. Great. Like any of the ones you said, you left off. I I wouldn't. Say that I would move those into that top five. So I think you got it right. There you go. Today's top five. I think the music adds a little something to it. Definitely makes you want to get up and uh, twist around. We'll be back. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Is there a more annoying family in sports history than the Mahomes? Welcome back, everybody. Oh, yes. The uh, balls? Well, I I think the Mahomes may have passed the balls for me. (laughs) Uh, His fiance and that brother, I mean... We've had dads, uh, you know, like LeVar Ball and stuff that are annoying and some that have ruined their kids' careers. LeVar appears things have panned out for him pretty well, and he's backed off quite a bit in the last couple of years. Or maybe that's tomorrow's top five most annoying families well, in you sports. might. You might. I just, I, yeah. during that break, Twitter, I scroll past, is it Brittany? Is that his fiance? Or his wife now? I, no I don't idea. even know what it is. I, I, she's spraying. I, I, I've she's never seen. Spraying champagne where do I see the over. brother and all these people at? Where do I find their annoying? I don't know. At? Annoying people retweet them into my timeline onto Twitter. I don't follow them. I just oh. They show up there and she's spraying champagne all over the crowd and dropping F bombs. And then obviously he's doing all the junk that he's doing that always gets just an annoying couple of people in his life. Hmm. And then you've got to listen to his voice. Chiefs fans, come on. How we do it on uh, cutting down how many people we follow on Twitter? I haven't ever added um, anything since we've talked last. Let what me are you see at right here. now? Um, <laughs> I was just text the the Helmer family loves the Mahomes family. I'm sure they do. Uh, let me see what I'm at here. I follow two. The Helmer family might be in the top five, by the way. Don't you think? That Joey guy. Uh, 247, that's what I follow. 247. Let's see if we can get you down to 200. 
I've you tried. I, I I went through let's, the other day and looked for some stuff. And let's go. Let's go in and really right, see I'll if you can apply it. yourself and get it down to two hundred. I'll look it's at it again today. It's going to make you so much happier. Okay. I just like so many things that I follow that. It's going to have to do be you? people that are going do to hurt you? feelings. It's going to be people that I have to hurt their feelings. I got to hey, cut Kurt Keeley loose. I got to cut you gotta rip Josh Helmer loose. Um, it's their own fault, right? Right. Okay. I cut my spotter, TJ. My <laughs> well, spotter. I, I deleted him the other day as well. So I'm thinking about dump, what you gotta I'm do. thinking about dumping him on Facebook. Fault. I've still got him on Facebook. He's walking a thin Tough line on love, Facebook. Tough love, man. Quit being so soft. Tough love. <sighs> Things like that cost you friendships, man. It's just rough to do. Uh, Saxon Realty Group, by the way, brings you this hour. Check them out online, saxonrealtygroup.com. $8.99 listing fee. See what we have here on the Air Comfort Solutions text line before we hit the top of the hour. T-Rose top bleeping five. Let's go. <laughs> we talk about these Person all day it. at work. Makes for good conversation. Yeah. That isn't all bad things. Thanks, guys. That's OKC. Yeah. Uh, Phil Pye. All right. There you go. There's, a, there's an endorsement for the top five. Team. Pool store Vince really likes the top five. Attaboy, pool store Vince. Uh, just skip like to number one in the fog is what we this, do. this one thought you would have the fog at number one. You did not have the fog not, at number one. Not. Number two, still pretty good. Uh, it would be awesome for OU to play one game a year at the old field house. I agree with that. McCaslin Fieldhouse yeah. was on my honorable mention list, and I forgot to say that. We did play a game there. Uh, I can't remember. I think it was an exhibition game. It was. I back. think I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. But that was cool. And I agree. If they could if they could do a game a year there, that would be a really neat idea. Pack it out. I don't, I'm, I, all I, for it. Gr- I'm all for yeah, it. Yeah, I'd be all for that, too. I need to set the record straight on something when we come back, TJ. I feel like there is a mis, mis uh, reporting, maybe some mm-hmm. misunderstanding out there. Okay. We've done a little looking into, so I'm going to try to set the record straight on something when we come back. Uh, 8 o'clock hour next on the T-Row in the Morning Show.